Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411. Your home for all the four and two-wheel action in Africa. Jumbo, my name is Mary Miller, sitting in for Sean Cardavillis. Coming up on this episode, we recap the second round of the Kenya National Rally Championship, Nakuru Rally, with a winner, Karen Patel. We also find out what's happening in the four-wheel tarmac championship with event director Joe Marai. Finally, we speak with Mwangi Kioni, who is now the most prominent navigator in Kenya after landing on the hot seat and making history in WRC Rally Sweden. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the show. Now, Karen Patel emerged the winner in the Kuru Rally to secure his second straight win to remain on top of the Kenya National Rally Championship Summit. I talked with him after the rally and began by asking him how the back-to-back wins made him feel. Thanks, uh, Mary. And um, it's it's very it's a good feeling. Obviously, we don't have um, Flash and Boldy on the on the track with us, so it's somewhat. Uh, you know it's it's just an easy it's it's an easy drive for us we're driving at a at a percentage of our maximum and keeping the car clean touch wood and and finishing rallies which is what's important so karen how was the nakuru rally uh, nakuru was nice i mean it, it was uh, something new to us the stages were new in that uh, there was a small portion of the old stages used but most of it was new to us and uh, quite rough to be honest um, lots of uh, bumpy sections which were graded and uh, lots of rocky sections driving on bedrock and loose uh, loose rock and you know it's so it, it was challenging um, by 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 like you know having to drive a lot with your eyes and looking at the road but at the same time we were driving at a fraction of our pace so it was a bit easier for me to concentrate on the rocks and just avoid them although we did uh, hit something in in stage three and uh, suffered a puncture, so we changed that. We noticed that there were few competitors. What are your thoughts on the current state of the championship and low entries? Um, you know, I'd, I'd actually prefer to reserve my opinion on on these on these uh, topics because um, there's a lot people can do to increase the entries. So you know, that's for that's for them to think about. Oh, okay. You seem quite comfortable with your Ford Fiesta. Are you pushing it to the limits? The car is something we're learning every day. Every time we drive it, there's something new to learn. There's lots of new mistakes for us to make still. And we're, you know, it, uh, for me, it's actually a disadvantage not having a Flash and Baldev on the on the stages because uh, I won't get to drive at the, the 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 pace that I'm forced to drive at when they're there. And, uh, you know, I won't get the opportunity to make these mistakes, uh, you know, if I'm to make them and learn from them. So for me, it's a bit of a disadvantage. <laughs> oh, by the way, you like giving your rally cars names. I remember your previous car, your Mitsubishi Evo 10. You called it Phoebe. <laughs> Do you have a name for your exquisite Ford Fiesta? Uh, yeah, I did give it a name. The name is Cheeto. And that was when it first came, we abandoned it in a very fiery orange color. So that's the name that it got. And I guess it'll stick with him. Cheeto? For real? <laughs> yeah, it's something I like. It's a snack. It's something like a deep fried corn 
uh, you know, bite and it's, it's something we enjoy just biting on. So it's it's a favorite, all-time favorite snack of mine. Oh, okay. So what are your rally plans for this year, Karen? Um, it's, you know, for us, it's, it's a no-brainer to compete in the ARC and the KNRC with the equipment we have and you know, there's been a lot of investment into me and, and I invest also in myself. So it's something, um, you know, everyone is passionate, passionate about the whole team. And uh, so we'll target a win for both championships and uh, we'll do our best to get uh, get there. Great. So you are competing in the ARC. Wonderful. Though you missed the first round in Ivory Coast Rally Bandama. Yeah, Miss Ivory Coast, um, maybe you can say due to logistical issues, it's just a bit of a nightmare trying to get there. So, um, you know, most entrants from from the ARC that were in Ivory Coast that actually don't live in Ivory Coast rented cars. So for us, we didn't want to go down that route and we, we bypassed or foregoed it till um, till the next one. And then we'll hopefully take part in the in the remaining rounds. Karen, thank you for raising our Kenyan flag high in the ARC and we wish you all the best. Thank you. You know, I really appreciate the support, the fans. It, uh, it really helps morally and um, it's really appreciated, uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart. And uh, I wish to uh, make you all proud and, uh, you know, hopefully you'll all be rally drivers for those of you that want to. Before I let you go, Karen, you sound like a very serious and focused guy. What do you do for fun? Do you even laugh? No. <laughs> I mean, I've not heard you laughing the entire time. Yeah, it's just out of habit. I'm, I'm mostly a grumpy guy. Okay. What do you do for fun? Uh, well, there's, there's, a, there's a few things and not many things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny shows or <laughs> so that's what makes you laugh okay fine <laughs> no there's, there's, I can laugh at my own time when I'm not thinking of other things it depends what's on your mind that's a Kenya rally driver Karen Patel aka Totomoto winner of the Nakuru rally will be back The four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome back. Now, this year's four wheel tarmac championship, organized by the Delta Motorsports, kicked off last month in February 2022. I got to speak to the event director, Mr. Joe Murai, and started off by asking him how the first round went. Um, so, the, the first event we did was, I think, on 27th of. Uh, February that was last month and um, it, it it was it was it wasn't a bad event uh, the only problem we had was we had very few uh, participants who registered and it's becoming a tricky situation uh, getting participants to come on board because it uh, licenses are expensive and uh, we even we even waive uh, some costs just to try and enc- encourage um, drivers to participate. So it, it wasn't easy, but we thank God it actually happened and it was a good event. We ran nicely. We, I think we did only, we did five hits. Usually we do four hits, but because the drivers were less, we, we just added one more hit to just try and encourage and make make it fun for them. Joe, how many competitors did you have for the event? 
Um, for that event, we had seven, and uh, usually we usually get around 14, 16, around that area. But this one, we only had seven. There seems to be a trend of low turnouts in our motorsports events. We have seen it in rallying, which is our biggest motorsport event. So what could be the issue? Um, what I can, I can give my opinion in terms of uh, Tarmac, uh, the championship we are doing. The problem is it's too costly. Uh, usually this event, even when we started uh, Tamak racing in Kiambu and in Masinga and all those uh, popular thing, uh, events that we had, it was very cheap because we only charged uh, 3,500 per participant. But now, if you look at the costs, you'd be shocked because you can get a license alone is 10,000. Then there is um, the event fee, that's 3,500. There is the club fees. It depends with the club now. So in total, you can end up paying, paying 17,000. Okay, some of those costs is for a whole year, but now um, per event, we still charge 3535335 as usual. Clearly, running the event is expensive since you can't rely on entry fees. Yeah, it's too expensive. If we want to encourage guys to participate in these grassroots uh, sports and give them a platform to grow, we have to make it comfortable for them. We can't look for ways to make money from such things like licenses and other necessities. We, we just make it as cheap as possible and we try and encourage these guys. Otherwise, the spot is just going to die. Oh dear. Whew. I can only imagine the frustration of running an event with little or no finances. It's 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 hard. It's hey, practically, it's impossible, boss. Yeah, whatever we go through, at times I just look at myself, I'm a, my colleague, we just wonder, are we, why are we doing this? What's the use? What has been your experience with getting a sponsor for your events? You know, uh, these Tarmac events, when they started, they had a very bad, um, like, a name, a very bad name in out there in terms of racing and all that. So it's been tricky getting sponsors to support the championship. Even though now we are actually under KMSF and it's a national event, it's still tricky. It takes time. We have pushed as much as we can. We've asked uh, many companies, media houses to support, but they keep on saying uh, we will discuss and then let's see. So, yeah, it's it's been tricky. Right now, we just use whatever savings we have. We try and make sure the events happen. Hmm, Joe, you seem so passionate about the growth and development of tarmac racing in the country, yeah. even with all the financial challenges. Why do you love tarmac racing so much? What keeps you going? Well, well hmm. to tell you the truth, you know, I've been doing this for over 10 years. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. Me, it's like, it's like my calling. I call me the way I, I do it just for... I don't make anything, but I just do it. What made you start this Tarmac Racing Championship? So, um, 
I, I used to race bikes, but uh, I had a bad accident. I stopped. Uh, that, that, that wasn't here in Kenya. So when I came back home, um, I, dis- I started a magazine uh, for motoring. And uh, it actually grew, but it was a little bit expensive also maintaining it. So I had to stop it. So I had friends who loved uh, racing cars. So we used to just meet up and talk about cars. Um, I, I saw this uh, like potential for making these guys have a platform for them to race. That's how we closed the first road in Kiambu, where the, uh, the governor came. Uh, what was his name? Kabogo. Uh, so that's how the whole thing started. So we started closing roads, we started closing airstrips, and then yeah, we now joined KMSF. Yeah, to try and make it now official as a national event, and maybe if God willing, we can actually do it, uh, an African championship or an international championship in Kenya. We'll see. Amazing. So looking at this year, how many events have you lined up for the championship? Um, So this year we had planned to do uh, five events. Uh, We've already done one. So we have four more. There's one end of this month in uh, at Whistling Morans. So we had planned to do five events and one club event. So the club event will be separate. And that one it doesn't target people who have licenses. We're trying to encourage even people who don't to like race yogurt. So even though they see the costs for um, like getting licenses are too much, they can do the club event. Tam- you know, Tarmac and rallying are totally different. Ian Duncan has participated in our events. And trust me, he still can't catch up with our top best driver. He can't. I am not going to. So one thing I've realized, Kenya has so much potential, even in Tarmac. Too much. I am I'm shocked. But we are so into rallying. The way we have always been in terms of motorsports in Kenya, it's always about rally. But let's see. I don't know how things will go, but let's see how things turn out. Joe, one of your biggest events is Race Wars. How is that coming along? Yeah, so Race Wars, it was a mixture of Gymkhana and drag racing uh, one weekend. You get So it was on Saturday we do Gymkhana and then on on uh, Sunday we do the drag racing. It it was so popular. I think the last one we did was in Tattoo City. We had, we had, I think, almost 50 cars yeah, from Tanzania, Uganda, Kenya. It was so, but you know, at that time we had not officially entered under KMSF. Yes. So after that, when we entered KMSF, guys lost hope in terms of the costs. And yeah, that's it. If we can just get support from anywhere, any company, let's try and push for Tarmac. At least let's give guys another platform to grow. We've always been following rallies and off-road events, but no one has all, no one has ever wanted to push for Tarmac. 
that's all I just ask. Let's see what we can grow, we can build out there. Wonderful, Joe. And all the best in the championship. You're doing a great job in growing the sport and developing future drivers in Kenya. Well done, Joe. Uh, thank you, Mary. Um, hope you'll come for the event on 27th of this month. I'll see you there. That's Joe Marai, Events Director of Delta Motorsports, the organizers of four-wheel tarmac racing championship in Kenya. We'll be back. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome back. Now, I had the opportunity to speak with Mwangi Kioni, the most prominent navigator in Kenya, after climbing the ladder with various drivers until he landed on the hot seat in the M Sport Ford Fiesta with McCray Kimathi in Sweden. I started by asking him how he felt being the first indigenous African and Kenyan crew to finish Rally Sweden. Uh, it's, it's a dream come true. For obviously for me and McRae, because this has never happened before, and uh, yeah, we are glad that we were able to go out there and uh, represent the nation and the, the continent at large. Congratulations, Mwangi! You came in fourth in the first round of the WRC Junior Championship out of six cars, I believe. Yes, yes, uh, there were six WRC three cars in the Junior WRC category, and uh, yeah, we were able to come. Uh, finish fourth. Uh, big challenge. Those guys are pretty, very, very fast drivers. So, yeah, we're just happy to come back and uh, finish the event and get a good position too. So, it means because uh, it's a championship, uh, we are dealing with points here. So, we've collected, uh, I think, 12 points for that event. So, it's a good way to start. Now, was it the first time for you to see snow like McRae? <laughs> uh, no, no. For me, me, I've seen snow before. Uh, <laughs> it was difficult for McRae, but uh, I've, been, I've lived in, a, in an environment that has snow. How was the Europe experience from Norway and eventually rallying in snow? <laughs> uh, it was an eye-opener, to be honest. Um, the testing that we did in Norway uh, was entirely for the driver. So he was the one who got, uh, who got the lessons. It was all about driving on snow. But we had a chance to sit in the car with him and do a couple, a couple of practice laps where I was able to call the notes and uh, yeah, we jumped, we jumped perfectly. How was it calling the final notes on the last stage of the event, knowing that you were going to be the first Africans to finish the rally? <laughs> ah, that, that was great. Um, uh, I think uh, before we started the stage, uh, we were just singing in the car. And uh, yeah, I was telling my friend, let's, <laughs> let's avoid the snow banks, let's get it home. And yeah, so pretty exciting, yeah? Really nice. <laughs> you were singing and jamming in the car for real? Yeah, we're just jamming, jamming, kid up in the car. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're singing a Burner Boy song. No way! So you sing for us this <laughs> Burner Boy song you were jamming to? Uh, no, no, Macri, Macri is a, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even try. Macri, Macri is, a, is an artist. He's the one who can, uh, who can sing. Yeah. How would you rate your performance in terms of pace? Uh, okay, as far as pace is concerned, we, we still have a long way to go. The more seat time and practice we get in the different kind of uh, rally terrains, uh, I think that would be helpful. 
Uh, so we are still we are still lacking on pace wise because uh, the other guys are pretty fast. And then uh, when it comes to uh, uh, meeting the other drivers and all that, that went well. Uh, they were very supportive. Uh, yeah, it was 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 good. Fantastic people. So how did you get into rallying and navigating, Mwangi? Okay. Um, before I even go so far, let me just. Uh, thank my kid brother because he's the one who bought the first rally car we ever had and I, and I decided to jump in there and uh, you know we started together so yeah David Keone has been quite instrumental to where I am right now if it wasn't for him I would have been rallying and that was I think 2010 no we bought he bought the car in 20, 2008 and we did not do a first rally until the uh, beginning of 2010 2010 season so it's been 12 years Yes, I remember the Kioni brothers. Yes. Were you rallying a Toyota or Subaru? I can't quite remember. No, no, we started with the Levin. Toyota Levin, two-wheel drive. Ah, so how did you yeah. get into the hot seat navigating for McRae? Uh, actually, last year, I was part of the safety team for the WRC Safari Rally. Uh, so I was, I was actually doing safety at the Chulodge stage was my stage. And then uh, just before the event, just before Reki, his navigator, Shamir Yusuf, uh, failed his COVID test, so I was called in last minute. And yeah, we, we ended up missing even one stage or one day of Reki, but uh, we were able to do the event, yeah. Although we didn't finish, but yeah, it was, it was good. Since then, I've been with McRae. Yeah. What's it like co-driving for McRae? Ah, it's, uh, it's awesome, and uh, he's a good young man. Uh, very committed, very fast. And yeah, we uh, we actually have a lot of good times in the car. Yeah. We don't have any issues. So it's been a thrill and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Did you ever think you will be catching planes to be rallying in Europe? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't think I'd ever even thought that far. It was, it was difficult enough trying to finish to do a full season in Kenya. So this, uh, this is just... Uh, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's an op- awesome opportunity. So how does your rallying calendar look like? How many championships yeah. will you be doing? Uh, well, we are, we are doing two championships this year. So it's a, it's a tight, tight season, very heavy. Because we're doing both the ARC and Judea uh, WRC. So we're looking at about 13, 13 events. So the next one, I guess, is ARC Kenya in a month's time. And then uh, we head to Croatia two weeks later. Mwangi, do you have time to practice with a Ford before the events? Uh, no, not really. Actually, we, no, we don't. We don't. Because, yeah, uh, of course, with the Fords, uh, they are very costly to maintain. So, we don't practice much. So, as in, you guys rally without any practice? Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, the first stage is normally practice. Then from there, you move on. So, you're telling me the first stage is practice. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Mwangi, what advice do you have for aspiring navigators yeah. and your supporters? Uh I just like to appreciate your support. It's been a it's been a long time uh coming. I mean it's been twelve years and uh we've had guys supporting us since day one. So we are very grateful for that. And for those who are interested in getting into rallying or who are also in rallying to you know just keep keep your head down and keep moving forward uh, opportunities come so don't give up thank you so much Mwangi it was really nice chatting with you okay thank you thank you Mary 
That's Kenyan Rally Navigator Mwangi Kioni, part of the Kenyan crew flying Kenya's flag high in the Junior WRC Championship. We'll be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. That's it for today's show. Special thanks to Karan Patel, Joe Marai and Wangi Kioni. This show is produced by Lee Kanyotu of Big City Studios. My name is Mary Miller and until next week, have a great motorsport weekend. Bye. Bye.